No, shut I'm the up, dude. Shut the up. You're not hype for me, bro. Sorry, yeah. You make these stupid jokes on the side when take a look at your own life. But I don't make jokes about it. What's wrong with Schwartz's life? This guy still hasn't opened up his whole bar in the middle of a corner of Silver Lake in Poophole Village. By the way, I'm just talking about my festival that I've worked hard towards to get to. I've been talking about the edits that I'm making. And you're like, oh, is this nearly as big as Rotella? It's not Sorry. funny. And a joke about my old proposal here at the beach that I've like gotten everyone together. Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad joke. Wow. It was a Ha ha, it's it hilarious. James, stop. It's hilarious, go make another f***ing joke. Dude, James. you. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. That's good. My leg's a little broken, but we already went through that. Not my leg. My calf. My calf muscle. I fucking tore my calf muscle, people. Ugh. Yeah, send well wishes, everybody. Oh, good Lord. I'm officially a nana. My partner came home <laughs> with a fucking walking stick for me. What's oh. my life come to, honestly? <laughs> Thank God for Vanderpump Rules. It's the only thing holding me together. May, what an episode. Loved it. So much happened. I loved it. I loved it. I had so much fun watching it. It's so fun that we know that Sandoval's lying through his teeth. Like, I know. If we were watching this season not knowing the truth, I don't know if it would have been as scintillating. But yes. watching it and watching everyone else sort of piece it all together, it's like this great big mystery plot uh, and it's just so enjoyable. It's like watching the Jessica Fletcher or the Poirot and you totally know the ending and you get to watch everyone fumble in the dark. It's the best. Yeah, and there's still surprises along the way. Like this preview for next week where it was like Ken was bringing the tea to the table. I, I fell off my chair. I was like, Ken of all people? Y'all, I don't know if you realise, but Nathan thinks that Ken's like a puppet, that he <laughs> actually has died and this is like <laughs> someone's pulling the strings because he's generally just on the couch with a dog mumbling. <laughs> So anyone could play him. But this time we get actual verbiage. When I heard him speak, I was like, oh, Lisa's throwing her voice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this episode of Vanderpump in a shake-up of format for us because it's more interesting. Oh, can we talk about the fact that Lisa Vanderpump gets to go to the White House because of Ariana? How about that? The White House is team Ariana, people. Enough said, right? Yeah. <laughs> Biden just secured his second term in my eyes. <laughs> so him falling off that bike didn't hurt? <laughs> no. Nah. Okay, fine. And what else? Oh, yeah, she's got that Bloomingdale's contract, which we saw her in all those red dresses. Very cute. Good for her. Very happy for her. While this loser's storyline is the fact that Miraval outed him. And Ugh, did you see <laughs> that someone, I think I was listening to Danny Pellegrino and he knows someone who works at the Miraval and said that mm -hmm. person told him that she was definitely there at least one day because that person saw her. Mm. So. Okay. Well, so this episode, so we start with pretty much everyone talking about the Abbey spotting. So Ali saw them at the Abbey and everyone's talking about it. And Lala's getting the skinny on Satchel from Katie. And then they talk about the Abby spotting. Yep. And then the Toms. Okay. All right. We need oh. to talk about this scene with the Toms and the food truck because that was just disgusting. I wish I could be more eloquent, but all I kept writing was hashtag gross. Everything this dickhead said, hashtag gross. Yeah, because you can tell from what they're trying to do, what they're trying to do is lay a foundation for why he's going to break up with Ariana. Correct. And try and pin it all on her. Yep. 
Meanwhile, they both know that there's an affair happening, so it's just really gross. He was already wearing the lightning bolt necklace Mm-mm. in this scene. Now, look, I have heard that he had the necklace first and then either he got her one or she got one later, but I'm just going to say I don't care. Anytime I see him in that lightning bolt necklace, they're already fucking. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I just think like, oh, look at you losers trying to set the narrative preemptively and yet we already know, so you're yeah. not going to pull the wool over our eyes, you stupid dum-dums. What's the chick's name that used to date Tom back in the day, the one that's not on the show anymore? Kristen. Kristen. Okay. So I listened to Kristen's podcast because oh, yeah. she's now recapping the episodes and then giving you her opinion because, you know, she used to be Love on the that. show. She said that this whole thing of Tom saying that he was trying to break up with Ariana and she wasn't having it was, in her opinion, the exact same breakup story that mm-hmm. happened to her. Because we yep. all know that Tom started spending time with Ariana while he was still living with Kristen. Mm-hmm. And he said that I tried to break up with her a hundred times and it, she just wouldn't take it. So he's repeating the same narrative to his previous breakup slash affair. Yeah. And I've been watching Vanderpump. So I watched like the first two and a half seasons, like in the past week. It's just like. I love you for that. On a binge. It's been so fun. <laughs> and it's crazy to see the parallels. When you get to the season before the current one and even the season before that especially. Oh, my God. When it gets shit. If you want to skip them, skip them. Yeah, well, I'm really enjoying the old stuff. And to see, yeah, like how none of them have changed. Mm. And, like, I know the word gaslighter gets thrown around a lot, but Tom gaslights his girlfriends when he's breaking up with them and cheating on them. And it's just. A hundred percent. It's crazy. And then also, like, I've just saw in the past week Tom Schwartz throw beer on Stasi's face, throw beer on Katie's face, and now he's getting his beer thrown on him. So it feels like everything's coming full circle. I know, and who is he to say, like, don't do that to me? It's like, you've done that to women. You did that to your own partner. We need to talk about this Tom Schwartz and his misogyny because oh. I'm getting misogynist vibes. Is that something that you're aware of or agree with? I do agree with it. I think that because he speaks in dulcet tones and because mm-hmm. he's pretty... He gets away Mm -hmm. with stuff. He doesn't get heated in the sense that he doesn't raise his voice. His speech doesn't really quicken. He tries to use three-syllable words instead of, you know, go fuck yourself. And therefore he comes across as this good guy because it doesn't appear as if he's crossed the line. But I have noticed that when he's one-on-one with someone, he will say some fucked up things that he wouldn't necessarily say with a crowd. And I'm like, you are so calculated. Like how he was in this episode with James compared to how he was with Lala. Crazy. Right? The shit that he was saying to Lala, it's like, you're as lowbrow as the rest of them. Get over it yourself and get off your rented high horse. Oh, exactly. I'm not having it. I'm not into him. I mean, he's very good looking, but, you know, from the neck up. But no. Okay. So, okay. So there's a few (laughs) other scenes. Everybody's just talking about... Oliver and Raquel and mistresses and the Abbey. There's a lot of those little mini scenes. Like we pop into the sandwich shop. James is making a sandwich. A lot of sandwich work is happening. There's a lot of sandwich work. Do you have any thoughts on that before we sort of move on? Because then we've got the doctor visit and we've got Ali talking to Shana, which I thought was an interesting scene. If you want to talk about that one. The only thing that I want to do a type five on. Sure. Is no one's trying to explain to me why this young man is named after luggage. Yes. 
And the fact that he walks into the beach holding a tote bag, I was like, satchel, you should at least be using a satchel. And I've heard, like I've seen online people say he looks like Weed Al. Someone's, I can't remember who's made a gif that he looks like Timothy Chalamet. I'm like, no, he looks like if Weed Al and Timothy had a bebe. Mm-hmm. I mean, fine, whatever he looks like, but satchel? And they're really selling the satchel. Like, he's so wonderful. It's like, is he though? Well, I mean, Katie's just brought him to stir the pot. I don't think she's going to marry this kid. No, but I don't know if he's a weapon to stir with. Well, I think that, but but it is having that effect. It I think because is. he looks so weak <laughs> and, and like non-intimidating, it's having the opposite effect and he's actually more intimidating because of it. Oh, it's almost like, wow, she'd rather go out with that than me. I must really suck. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. And I didn't mean to to be so flippant about it. Oh, he looks like he's been bullied a lot and I'm happy for Satchel. I am happy for Satchel. She also gives the impression that the sex is good and one would hope that she wouldn't misrepresent that considering she would always talk about Schwartz's penis and how it never worked. It's all a mind game. With the amount that guy drinks, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't work. Oh, and I mean, speaking of dicks not working, mm. so they get the jizz results, Tom Sandoval's jizz results, and the doctor pretty much says, stop drinking, and then cut to, is at the beach drinking. Well, that's the thing. The reason why his sperm apparently looks, I don't know, malformed or something, I'm not sure what the term is, is drinking, check, wearing tight clothes, check, and drugs, check, yeah. check, check. Like, obviously, even Schwartz yeah. giggled. We saw Tom at Sheena's white party and how he was doing that Raquel, Raquel. He was off his face. He wasn't just drunk people. He was he was like totes off tits. Off tits. You flew to Mexico with drugs on your person or you just buy them there? Either way, like you're going to someone's you wedding, mate. There. Bad form. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's the night of the wedding, bride doesn't know where you are. This is the day before the wedding. Calm down on the drug taking. Like it's just bad form. <laughs> and it's bad for your sperm. You should know better at the 41. Bad for your wow. sperm. I mean, this this whole scene was disgusting. You're already cheating on your spouse and you're thinking of fertilising her eggs. But again, he won't make three days without doing any of that stuff, let alone three months. It's a blessing in disguise that he hasn't knocked her up. He knows that her grandmother has died and I don't see him trying to get his new bar off the ground. There have been no scenes at this new bar. There's just scenes with him hanging out and drinking. He's disgusting. Disgusting. So, yeah, before we get to the beach, I just want to touch on Ali talking to Sheena and they talk about the Abbey. And when Sheena said, oh, no, I would trust Raquel in bed with Brock. There's no way that this is true. And it's just like that aged like milk, didn't it? I feel bad (laughs) for Sheena having gone so far out in defense of this woman and just, yeah. Agreed. And I've seen people online be like, yeah, I would have assaulted her too if (laughs) if I was in that position where I'm defending her and look like an idiot. Well, I listen to Sheena's podcast quite a bit. And actually, I love Sheena. I love Mashishi, as Danny Pellegrino would say. So she has expressed that, yes, of course, Scandoval did this to Ariana and that is the worst thing ever. But as she puts it, I lost not just one friend over this with Rachel. She's been friends with Scandoval for probably more than a decade. Well, definitely Mm -hmm. more than a decade. She knew him before she met Ariana. So absolutely. She's lost her friend and she's devastated. 
she's really devastated by how taken advantage of she was because it's not just her sticking up for them the way that she did. It's the fact that they not only let her, they encouraged her to stick up for them like Mm -hmm. this. So selfish. Yeah, she's very hurt by this from what she's expressed. I would be too. Could you imagine being her watching this back? Cringe. You'd be a changed person. Like, how dare I trust someone like this? Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. So then we get to beach day. There's a quick Top Gun-esque scene with the boys playing football, but they're all really shit at playing football. Well, except for Brock. So <laughs> oh, my God, that Brock. I know. Oh, boy. He is a little delicious, isn't he? What a hunk. I know. He's a hunk of a dude. A you definitely could climb him once or twice. Or thrice. Maybe thrice. Oh, <sighs> no. I'd be done after twice. Wow. So Sheena tells Sandoval about all of the Abby spotting rumours mm. and he lies through his teeth. And do you think he's a good liar or, uh, like, how is he getting away with this? He's getting away with it because they're friends and they're all too close. They all hang out. As I said, Sheena's hung out with him and Ariana from day dot. And she's too close to the situation to see it. And that's fine. And that happens to all of us. And whilst it's shocking where you're like, how did I not see it? You're too close. Mm -hmm. They would have spent many, many evenings together where all of them were hanging out together, behaving like that. So it's not a stretch that they would think it's normal that he would be like that with one of them another time, particularly as it's in public, particularly that it's at a regular hangout, they were hiding in plain sight. Yeah. I appreciated that producer asking Sandoval, like, has anything happened with you and Raquel? And he's like, no. With the biggest no. smirk on his face, I wanted to fucking slap that smirk off his face. Me too. Oh, again, gross. I, uh, give me another word, people. He's just gross. He makes me skeeve. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay. So then we get the confrontation between James and Schwartz. Just because he seemed to make a comment about, was it Richella? Yes, you're which not was the up proposal, to, Yeah, right? okay, I was going to say, you're not up to that yet. But, yeah, they did a fake, yeah. like a Coachella theme for when he proposed. And this is the one where Sandoval dropped 10, 20 grand on it. He went Harvey's with James to pay for it so that it could be this big thing. Right. Yeah, sorry yeah. for the spoiler. But, but James is then saying he's more upset about the Imagination Festival because he's really proud Fest. of that and that was his, like, Imagine Fest. I don't even know. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it either, but it's apparently a big festival in Atlanta, according to James, where you get thirty to 50,000 people rock up. That's a big deal for him to DJ That's in front of 30,000 people. And as he says, it's not the fact that he brought up the engagement. It's the fact that he's comparing something in his life that he regrets with something in his life that he's probably the most proud of ever. Mm. The question is, why are you so hurt by someone that you don't particularly like, which is Schwartz, raining on your parade? Why does it bother you so much? I didn't quite know why that reaction happened. I was all for it, but, yeah, I didn't understand why. When he says to him, you hurt my feelings every time I see you, And I appreciated that he was actually saying how he felt, even though it was eclipsed by the drink throwing. Yeah. He was so excited about the Imagine Festival. James tries to play it cool with, oh, I've got this festival, blah, 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 instead of going, this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened for my career. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you're trying to be casual about it and someone casually makes a joke, they're going to be surprised when you turn around and flip a switch because you have yet to express to them how unbelievably 
important this is to you. Do I think that would stop Schwartz from saying a joke? No, because he's right. He is a callous douche. Yeah. But, yeah, the reaction was big. It was big, but it did make me laugh when James said, he still hasn't opened up his shithole bar in the middle of, of a corner of Silver Lake and fucking Poophole Village. <laughs> I just love that they're dragging them for not being able to open that bar. It's fucking hilarious. They're spending like 25 grand a month on rent. $25,000. Like they're spending their VPR checks on rent. This is why so Schwartz lives in that shithole apartment because mm-hmm. he's spending how much on rent a month for a bar that's not even open? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So things at the beach party sort of get a bit tense and then like Lala and the crew are like, we're going to the bar, but then everyone seems to go to that same bar, which is so funny. That's so funny. (laughs) Any other thoughts on the beach before we move to the bar? No, let's go to the bar. Okay, let's go to the bar. Satchel's sticking out like a sore thumb, that poor kid. Honestly. (laughs) And he's riled Schwartz up because then Schwartz is like, doing the whole thing like, oh, hi, Katie, like, hi, Satchel, as if they've ignored him. Yeah. And then he's grumbling to Sandoval about like, oh, I don't miss her at all. I hate her fucking guts. And it's just like, where did that come from? Because he was obviously somewhat uncomfortable, which is fair. Your barely ex-wife is sitting with another guy. Of course you're going to be weirded out about it. That's fine. But instead of dealing with it with whatever grace, he pretends to have grace. So in his mind, he's making an effort by acknowledging them as a couple and saying hello. He thinks he's showing grace and maturity. But the second he doesn't get the response that he wants, he's a spoiled mm. brat. Don't pretend that you're comfortable and then anything can set you off. Two minutes ago, Katie was telling you in Mexico that you're a fucking asshole and she's done with you. So the grace would be to leave them alone. She's already said Mm. she's mad at you. You've done nothing but eat food off her plate since then. So, (laughs) like, fuck off. Good for Katie. No, I'm not putting up with your shit. I told you what I needed in order to keep our friendship. You did the opposite. You say you're not sorry for it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Like, I don't see what's so hard to understand. Whether you agree with Katie or not, she set a boundary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, fair enough. Okay, so then... Schwartz tries to, like, apologise to James, but then Lala's floating around the conversation and then it just ends up in Schwartz and Lala yelling at each other. Which is far more of a fair fight. Uh, Right. Schwartz going after James, and James did say, you hurt my feelings every time I see you, as opposed to you're a cunt to me every time I see you. Yeah. No offence. I mean, James can be very sweet. James can be a total dick. But at the end of the day... James is a soft target. Leave him alone. Go pick on someone your own size, which is why I appreciated Lala going, no, let's make this about you and me and you can leave my buddy James alone. It was a great scene because they were just shouting, like, she goes, call me when you have a business, and then he's calling her a bootleg housewife. And then he's bringing, like, her parenting into it, which, you know, is always a low blow. Uh, That's beyond a low blow. That's dirty. Mm. And that's what I mean. It's just the two of them together and he says fucked up shit like that. Which he's obviously thinking it constantly. Yeah, obviously. He's he's a dirty dog. And she's right. You want to come for certain things. Like, I have businesses that actually pay my bills. And quite frankly, Lala's apartment, as opposed to Schwartz's apartment, if we want to talk about who's doing what, Lala is paying her own bills. Like, that apartment. It's beautiful. Schwartz's mm-hmm. apartment is like, I'm in my first year at uni, mate. Which, like, no shade. It's fine. But before you come for her and call her out on her shit, her shit's doing well. 
him saying to her that she doesn't know herself, she doesn't have a shit together. Um, she has all her shit together. You have no shit together. Yeah. And I just think, like, remember what network you're on, calling someone a bootleg housewife as if that's a bad thing. And it's like, well, what do you think you are? Like, you're a bootleg house husband, which is worse. It really is, because no one's given you a peach or a diamond. Yeah, where do you think you are on the Bravo pecking order, Schwartz? I know. I agree. What do you think of the scene with James and flinging that straw up in his eye? And, like, he thinks it's 151 tequila, but it might also be water, but he lets out this huge scream. And then screams to Ali, like, Mummy, come save me. I love the (laughs) fact that Ali just sat there and laughed. Oh, they're all laughing. It was so funny. I was not sure about Ali until this scene. Oh, I'm Team Ali. When she told him to sit down and shut up mm-hmm. and he did it, I'm like, okay, I don't mind this girl. <laughs> I don't mind her at yeah. all. Well, I'm Team Whistleblowers, so I'm, <laughs> I'm on Ali's side. I believe women. Oh, I just thought that was so funny. And then Raquel saying she's not a whore. What about, sorry, wait, what, I know, what about Schwartz? <laughs> what about Schwartz saying, of course your eye hurts, it's 151 proof alcohol. Is he a moron? Yes, he's a moron. He's a bartender. He's a bar, like, I understand it has a high alcohol content, which probably means something like 70, 80%. I get that. 151 proof? He's a moron. Why is it called 151? I don't know, but it's got nothing to do with the alcohol content, the you proof. moron. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> You're a bartender. Read a bartending book. You know, the one that your your ex-partner wrote that you put your name on. Um, I also didn't like, so when Sandoval starts screaming at everybody, mm. he says to Katie, Ariana's not happy with you, which it's like, speak for yourself and don't speak for her who's not in the room. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. And it was a way for him to to be able to say what he wants to say and have her listen because he mentioned someone she cares about. Because if he said, I think, she just would be like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And again, why, why throw Ariana under the bus? I know. She's dealing with something at home. And why is he there and not in Florida? His excuse would have been the bar, which he's currently not in. Yeah, you're at the beach. You're at the beach in someone else's bar paying for fucking drinks instead of at your own bar. He's a scumbag. Totes. Um, I liked when Katie in Confessional says, if Tom and Ariana do have an open relationship, Ariana doesn't know anything about it. Exactly. (laughs) pretty on point. They're all so sus at this point. I don't know if they've all gotten together and had a convo about it yet, but it's like these little things are coming out that certain people like obviously Ali, obviously James, Sheena, Katie, definitely Lala, they're all sus and it's almost like when we get a conversation when they're all together talking about it, that's when Uh like I think you're going to see more shit come out. I just think it's interesting that this – this Rachel is such a charisma vacuum that the whole episode, everyone's talking about her and she's on set, she's mic'd up and we hear barely anything from her because she's not interesting. No, she's got nothing of interest to say. If it weren't for her sleeping with Sandoval, like she'd completely be in the background. A hundred percent. Totally. Yeah. And when Sandoval's yelling at Katie, she says, bitch, get a life. Which <laughs> It's Just true. A perfect summary of the situation. So, it's true. I mean, any other final thoughts on Vanderpump? I mean, I feel like we breezed through it, but we could talk about it all day. The thing that bothered me the most about the whole Scandival and Katie 
is that he dares to talk about how she should behave with her breakup. Yeah. But in front of everyone else. Obviously, he's terribly insensitive and self-centred, but the fact that he he acted with such incredulity, like he has righteous indignation on his side, that he's so correct. It's like you are literally kicking her when she's down and using her own marriage breakdown against her in front of everyone. It was so ugly. Mm-hmm. I would have punched him just for that. Don't be fucking yeah. talking about how she should be handling her own marriage breakdown in front of her and a crowd. Not the crowd. He's so disgusting that we're kind of not even noticing all of the shit things he's saying because all he's saying is shit things. Ugh. But, yes, we should That's move on point. from VPR before I get extra activated. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, next week's going to be amazing with Ken. I can't wait for Ken to just can't <laughs> be wait. the bearer of bad news. It's so funny. So, so let's talk about Jersey. So we're, we're finishing up the Dublin storyline, which ultimately I think has been a flop. It what has. do you think? I guess my question is, and you know my memory's bad, so I'll trust your judgment. Do you think that Ireland was more or less of a flop than the Beverly Hills gals in France? Oh, less of a flop than that. That was shit. But at least we got the impressions. We did. We did get the impressions. That was good. That's the only thing I remember from that. <laughs> that was good. I feel like I have more fun with these gals at the shore. Like oh, so what... much more fun down at the shore. And it's like now we're having a bachelor party at a, at a farm. It's like, I'm sorry, what? So they already had a bachelor party, bachelorette, and now they're doing a yeah. Hindu. Which is the same thing. It's the same thing. But in their Jersey mind, Hindu, chicken farm. <laughs> yeah, not the case. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with chickens, mate. I got duped. When that sweet little Irish man said, all right, come in here, we're going to do some painting, I was like, yes, finally, there's going to be a nude model, they're going to draw him. And it's like, no, draw murals of Teresa's life on the wall. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, can we not get a stripper? And Teresa leaves the room. I love how Jen was like, Teresa won't want strippers. And so we're going to do this like on nature thing. And Teresa's first thing in confessional was she hates the farms. She hates the great outdoors. She don't want to be there. No one did. It was boring. Even I could tell you that it wasn't fucking Teresa's thing. And I'm not her friend. I did not understand uh, why we were at the chicken farm at all. Me neither. And like we start this episode Mm. from the night before. Yeah. And... Okay, well, first of all, Melissa's walking out of the restaurant with the wine glass, which I just think is super tacky. Like, do that's you? what 20-year-olds do. Okay, I love yeah. doing that. <laughs> I love doing what? it. That, wine glasses aren't free. I want to finish my beverage and I'm a good tipper. Oh, well, well, then maybe you make up for it. But, like, just finish your beverage inside then. She had, like, three sips left in that glass and she's like, I don't want to waste my wine. I'm like, then fucking drink it. Don't steal the glass. Okay, no, you're right. I haven't taken a glass with me for a very long time. But what I have done, and maybe it's just because I'm a povo and that's what we do, if it's the kind of restaurant where I bring my own wine, if I've got anything left in the bottle, I'm shoving that in my handbag on the way out. And then I will continue to drink from the bottle because everyone else is like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. So I'm like, fine, I'm not sharing. And then I'll drink from the bottle onto our next venue. Oh, but not the glass. Yeah, obviously I'm drunk at this point. I wouldn't do it if I wasn't. But, Yeah. yeah, I've done that before and it was fun. I thought it was tacky, but she was so drunk. And my problem is, like, she's pissed. Mm. She says, like, she's going to drunk dial her ex and Teresa hears it. And then it's not a fight. It's just a nap on the bus back to back to bed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. It's the next day already. I was like, I thought we were going to get something there, but we, we didn't. More happens at the breakfast table on the on this trip and on the bus than anywhere else. 
which is saying something. That's true. So, okay. Dolores invites Paul's mother and like family over for breakfast and yet none of them have dressed up or showered to meet them. Can we not invite this poor woman to lunch? Could she have come to the hen do? Like I just felt bad for Paulie's family. Well, I'm wondering if they picked the time that suited them to come and then so they went, okay, we'll do it at breakfast. Maybe Nana shines in the morning, you know? Maybe, but it also is like the girls ate breakfast and then they came. And I was like, can we not invite them to breakfast? Like, can we not dress up for breakfast? They weren't showered, Mariana. They were they, they were in rags. Did Nana shower? I mean, we are in Ireland. And I don't mean that against I mean, the Irish. I mean, Euros. I've been to Europe. They don't shower every day. Okay, sorry, European listeners, if that offends you. <laughs> I don't think the Euros care, mate. And if COVID's taught me anything is that I don't have to shower every day. So I'm officially, like, happy with that. It doesn't bother me that they didn't shower. I'm talking to you right now and I haven't showered. Yeah, I know, but they've got guests. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Well, I mean, his mum was cute and Dolores was cute when she kept calling her, like, mum and ma. I thought that was kind of sweet. That was cute. Although the mum does seem like she's 100 years old. Like, how old's Paulie? I don't know. If this Crypt Keeper woman is his mum. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper? Good Lord. That's an old lady. <laughs> oh, sorry. my God. But they are very nice. If someone was calling me a hussy every five minutes, I don't know if I'd bother showering for her. Fair enough. <laughs> I just think it would have been nice if I had a proper lunch or something. If someone comes to see you in the morning, it's their problem if you're still in your pyjamas. Okay? Okay. Okay. Claire could sure, have come sure. at another time. But she chose to come at breakfast. I doubt Claire gives a fuck about a call sheet. You know what I'm saying? I don't think she does. No. And I think they're probably very grateful that they didn't have to go to the Hindu, which was just... Uh. Claire's not going to a chicken farm. She's probably got an A-frame walker. She can't be going on unstable ground. <laughs> Do you know someone suggested to me to get an A-frame walker because of my calf? Oh, yeah? And you said no? Well, I get why because, like, when you need to sit, they've got a seat on them. Like, my mother-in-law's got one. Not going to lie, it's pretty fucking comfy. I'm not getting a fucking A-frame. I'm 44 (laughs) years old. Well, not technically soon, but not yet. Yeah, my partner went and borrowed a walking stick off off his folks for me. That's nice. No, it's not. And the sad thing is I used it and it was fucking helpful. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they go to the farm, they play catch the cock, and again, there Can was no actual cock. That? It was just a fucking rooster. No, they're, yeah, just, right, let's they're skip scaring it. the roosters. I don't like that. If you need to administer some medical assistance, sure, you've got to catch it. That's fine. But to catch it for your own amusement while they're, while they're out, freaking I don't, out, that's never been fun for me. And um, yeah, I don't want to cry today. Let's move on. Sure, sure. Well, so then the next activity is to paint Teresa's life. She cries because she's worried that they might draw jail bars, which is kind of sad that she thinks that of her friends. I was proud of her for actually being vulnerable and honest in that moment. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's not necessarily something that Teresa would have done previously. She would have gotten all funny and attitude-y about it because that would have been her thought. Someone would have done it and then she would have gone off. Whereas she was vulnerable and said, please don't do this. It will hurt me. So I was really proud of Teresa. And for the first time to me, that showed growth. So I literally paused and clapped for her and went, well done with the feelings, Teresa. I'm just always proud when she says jail and not away. Yeah. Like I think that's like a huge step. 
Um, and then she gets to cuddle a puppy. That sweet Irish man bringing out that puppy. That was a teeny tiny puppy. That was like I have not even been around for a month puppy. Yeah, and she was like, is it a puppy? And it's like, well, no shit. <laughs> Teresa, no shit. When it's that size, it could have been anything. I didn't begrudge her while he was holding it. Like I said, it looked like it was a couple of weeks old. At that point, it could have been a cat, a rabbit, who knows? <laughs> what did you think of these murals? Because there's there's not a Van Gogh in the bunch. Like, I think no. <laughs> Jen did the best job with the table flip. Just because the way that Jen painted Teresa's mouth actually did look like her expression in the clip that they saw, that they showed of the table flip. Yeah, it did. So Same colour dress. Every Yeah, yeah. Great eye for detail. She was clearly a fan of the show before and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. What killed me? The whole Teresa and Melissa crying. Yes, okay, so Melissa draws an Italian flag and four stick figures and that moves her to tears. Well... <laughs> Those stick figures, doll. I don't think the expression of art is what made her cry. It was the memories of the of the installation that brought her to tears. Her and her family coming from Capocelli. I didn't realise that Teresa and Joe weren't born in America. Oh, I've never really thought about it. Yeah, because their Italian's so appalling. <laughs> they don't even know how to say no no. They say no no. Just don't get me started. Don't get me started. Uh, yeah, uh, just their their attachment of, to memories is not in line with how they feel about each other. So it's very confusing for us, and I bet it's very confusing for them. But this right. Danielle saying that she's over the back and forth, the merry-go-round, as she calls it, or something like that, with Teresa and Melissa, she says she's over it. What episode I, are we up to? Is this episode 10? This is like 12. 12. 13. 10, I don't know, it feels like it's been 100. This is episode 12. This Danielle's been in it for 12 episodes. We have been in it for fucking 12 years. I I can't with this Danielle and her saying she's over the Teresa and Melissa already. You can't be over it, sweetheart. I've enjoyed Danielle, but even this episode I'm like, I'm over the rat conversation and the Arsenal conversation if I'm over anything. I'm over all their conversations. It's 12 episodes in. It's bad. There's been not enough light with the shade. And I actually thought Teresa was being really quite sweet to Melissa this episode, like even asking her to like go with her to catch the cock and like not going off at her for saying she was going to drunk dial the ex. Like I thought she was making an effort. And so then she brings up this idea to sort of involve Gino in the wedding or something. She wants everyone involved. She's being sentimental. I think that's sweet. And she says, let's not talk about the past. And Melissa goes, yeah, I agree. That's why I got annoyed yesterday when you talked about the past. It's like, for fuck's sake, Melissa, pick your moment. Yeah. And I think for Melissa to be like, we're not your props in the wedding, it's like, just relax and just like accept the olive branch. She doesn't trust her. She doesn't trust the olive branch. She thinks there's an ulterior motive. And if you're not willing to open the door to build trust, then as the great Lanethia Leakes would say, the door is closed. The door is closed. <laughs> There's just so much drama around this wedding and who's invited and who's involved. And like, so Bill gets the call up to be a groomsman <sighs> and then they spin that into a negative thing. And it's like, Bill, of course, said yes, because he doesn't care. Like, it's it's a nice gesture. No, it's not a nice gesture. Like, I get that it's late minute, but I wouldn't care. Okay, that, that's because you're an Aussie, mate. You're not a Euro. 
So oh, right. it's different in our I love world. How you've got to keep reminding me of that. It's a different world. Joe Bonino's response was the correct response. And what was that? He was like, what the fuck? Like, <sighs> it's not about the fact that they are someone that they've only known for a minute. Okay, it's obviously about that. It's about the fact that they're asking him over asking a family member. Like, if you don't want to ask Joe, don't ask Joe, but then don't go slap him in the face with Bill. Go ask <sighs> your fucking, you know, your cousin twice removed. Bill? Really? If you were going to ask Bill, ask Bill when you asked everyone. Don't be asking Bill two weeks before your wedding because some dude dropped out. Like, <laughs> come on. I think the more interesting question is, like, why did that guy drop out? Exactly. Like what's, what's this friendship of Louis that has devolved before the wedding? What fucking business deal went wrong, dude? Yeah. <laughs> what pizza oven has <laughs> gone bust? Don't tell me you didn't ask him because someone dropped out. And it, could it be something as simple as COVID? Yes. But no, nah, someone's obviously dropped out. You don't ha have the need for a groomsman two weeks before your wedding unless someone's dropped out. Unless you've got an empty suit. Exactly. I just think it's your wedding. They just want to invite who they want to invite. Like they don't want people involved who they hate. And I just, I don't care about that. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I think that they made the right call not asking Melissa and Joe. I think that they would have regretted having them in the wedding because not only are they not close, they all hate each other. But because mm -hmm. they all hate each other, it's perfect ammunition. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then they have lunch, they jump in a bog. It's the worst Hindu ever. Um, and then they go back to the castle and Margaret FaceTimes the boys, which is really just a segue into boys' nights. Mm. What do you think of this boys' night? Thank God they were smoking pot because that would have been a shit show. Oh, no. This fucking fooder has got to learn to stay out of the women's business. Oh, he says, why'd your wife call my wife a rat? Yeah. Or what's up with your wife calling my wife a rat? Stay the fuck out of it, Stay dude. Out of it. It's not going to go well. I did think it was funny how all the boys knew all of the girls' drama from Dublin already. Like, they all had their own version of events. Of course. Thank God they were high because the mm -hmm. OGs just started giggling and shit and then they all went, okay, and laughed it off. And Frank owning a pot business. Crazy. He's definitely not found his footing since he got his law licence revoked. No, yeah, he's scrambling for a purpose. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting <laughs> oh that God, this is Nathan. all happening. That was so funny. He's scrambling for Did a purpose. Did I just read him for filth? You did. He's scrambling <laughs> for a purpose. It's funny because it's mother tuck and true, okay? We need to pause for your great quips, okay? That was hilarious. <laughs> I can't click properly, um, but I'm clicking for you. <laughs> Snaps. But so, yeah, I just think it's so funny that this drug party is happening at Margaret's house since she called Jen a disheveled drug addict. Mm. And meanwhile, Joe Marino is the one that looks the most baked. I know. It's so I thought true. that was nice karma. I did love how Lexi pointed out their very gaudy wallpaper and how it's the worst house to get stoned in because all like the lions and tigers and bears are going to come out of the wallpaper at you while you're hallucinating. Yeah. So apt. It didn't occur to me until she pointed it out and then I went, yeah, I couldn't get stoned in that house. That would freak me the oh, fuck no out. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I mean, any other final thoughts? So, yeah, Frank hotboxes Joe Gorger and then he's high as fuck apparently without even smoking anything. Is that what you call it, hotbox? I think so. I've never thought of that. That's clever. 
see, this is the thing what I like about the guys. If one of the women did that to the other woman, that would fucking take us all the way to reunion, mate. It would be an issue. <laughs> but because it's two guys doing it, we're just like, ah, that's funny. Like, can we get perspective we on. on that? Because if I had done that with one of my friends, there's a chance it would be funny and there's a chance it would be serious. But if it was a guy... They would just think it was fucking hilarious. So what's up with that? Why is it socially acceptable to do that with guys and not necessarily with women? Like I would have to choose the female friend I did that with and they would think it's funny. But yeah. I don't know because I thought it was funny. But then I was sitting there thinking, fuck, if that was one of the girls, like that would be an issue and there'd be, you know, National Enquirer, like, you know, woman tries to drug another woman. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it is it is probably pretty dodgy of Frank to do that. It is the equivalent of like spiking someone's drink. But also I don't think it would have made Joe that high. He was looked pretty fucking high. Did you see him? <laughs> he had a contact high. <laughs> I actually do think it's funny, but I understand how it could not be funny. I understand that. Like I'm yeah. not trying to like advocate for forcing drugs on someone, but I enjoyed yeah. the fact that they all had a laugh. And I think that's what I like about these Jersey guys. They just take it as it's meant a lot more often than they don't. I enjoy that. Yeah. And they're having fun, which is something we're not really seeing in Dublin because they're, they're jumping into fucking mud. <laughs> I'm glad that the food comment got diffused and that he let it go. Uh huh. I don't know if I I can say it, but the maturity level of the men in that scene I really enjoyed. <laughs> Which is really a contradiction in terms from what they were doing. It was hard to yeah. say, but we need more of that. I need some more light with my shade. I know, because then we go back to the Emerald Isle and they're doing a whiskey tasting mm. and this is when Danielle's, I guess she finally thought, I'm going to activate and not walk away all the time. But then what she brought to the table wasn't really that great. She, like, this fight sort of went nowhere. Unless she's being calculated and had her own table flip moment when she smashed the table with her fists. Mm. No. I don't think she's putting it on and if she is, fabulous acting. But she is a mini Teresa. And I think that the fans are going to eat her up and love it. Yeah, yeah. Because she is very season one Jersey. Yeah, she is. But I know they're all like, wow, this was a nice holiday. And she's like, how could they dare say it was nice because <laughs> I'm annoyed. I had a horrible holiday because I had a fight with one girl because I called her a rat and it's like, fuck me, dead. Like, I know. I do enjoy the fact me. that Melissa actually piped up and said, why are you two fighting? It was Teresa and Jennifer. And she's not wrong. Yeah. It was Teresa she's and Jennifer. Wrong. And then I saw Jennifer on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked her about it and even she agreed it was her and Teresa. Yeah, I know. It is funny. See, this is what I love about Jennifer. Yeah, it was me, but I wasn't going to fucking put my hand up and say it. Good for her. Exactly. So I love her for that. And then, like, the Danielle brother stuff comes into it and it's just like, oh, show me, don't tell me. Bring this brother on camera. Exactly. Unless I get to see your brother, I don't care. And if he's cute, I'll care for another couple of episodes. Yeah. And then they go to bed. So do you have any other final thoughts on this episode? Go to fucking sleep. Go to sleep. Go to fucking sleep. Well, next time we get Antonia getting a car, Frank still crying over Dolores moving on. Antonia getting a car and crying. Teresa yeah. and Joe having a heart-to-heart -heart on FaceTime, crying, as in Joe Judice. 
Frank sooks to Dolores, yeah. crying. Food wants to adopt her stepson, legitimate crying. Teresa's surprise bridal shower, Melissa looking sad and uncomfortable, so probably more crying. We have crying to look forward to, people. But Olivia is there. Oh, okay, fine. We have Olivia to get us through next episode. So let's talk about the final episode of Girls Trip. I was kind of happy it was over. How did how did you feel with this wrapping up? We waited for this ultimate girls trip for so long. Uh-huh. I was very disappointed with this ultimate girls trip. I'm sorry uh, I was. Me too. And it's like, you know how we said there's that whodunit element to Vanderpump right now with yeah. us knowing the affairs happened. I sort of wish with this whole fucking bottle storyline mm. that we already knew that Heather and Whitney hid the bottle. Yeah. It would have been more fun watching Giselle go crazy knowing yes. that Heather and like if we had cutaways to like Heather smirking or something, that would have been more interesting because this bottle, I was so sick to death of it by the end of this episode. I'm sure that when she was looking for it the first time, I've got to go back, it was on the fucking shelf. Maybe that was a flashback, like production pointed to it or something. Yes, they did. It was like an arrow. Yeah, but maybe that was like saying that's where it was before. Maybe. Oh, that's bad editing. But yeah, Heather took it and then told Whitney about it. In the outdoor shower. Yeah, we needed to have known that and we needed to have gotten shots of everyone walking past that area a million times. Like a hidden immunity idol on Survivor. Correct. That's exactly what it should have been. That's what it should have been. It was a flippity flop and I can't point my finger at who and why, apart from bad weather. Bad weather shouldn't have been there. Giselle shouldn't have been there. I love Giselle, but this, I didn't like her this season. Like when she enlarged the bottle of tequila and put it on an easel, I was Mm. just like, get a grip. Get a fucking grip. They know what the bottle looks like. What are you trying to do here? (laughs) Yeah, it was lame. And another thing I think was floppy about this is they could all fit on the one bus. I counted the seats. They could have all fit and been super cramped. Instead, they let them luxuriate over two buses, which just make them uncomfortable on the same bus and we'll get good footage. They were hoping that they would just be bitching about each other. That's why. Yeah, and they well. sort of were, but which is I think that's why Heather wanted to be on the bus with Whitney the whole time so she couldn't bitch about her. Oh, that's a good point. Calculated. As a fan, Heather knows these shows too well and it's not doing yeah. her any favours. I think, like, it was just such a, I don't know, a shitty time for all of the cast. Like, I was starting to come around to Candace the most, and I thought, wow, I'm enjoying Candace the most out of all these people. Yeah. And then Candace would say something like that they're being bullies, and I'm Ugh. like, oh, fuck off, Candace. So, like, I couldn't even enjoy her fully. No, I love Portia, but that was about it. Yeah, Portia was fun. Portia was fun, but the most fun was when she was just walking off saying something or when she was in confessional. She's fucking funny. Girls hilarious but i don't get why alexia was being mean to marisol i don't get why marisol was calling whitney a stripper i think alexia and marisol saw the writing on the wall and they were like okay it's the last day we got to start something here i don't really think they were fighting and i think they were just trying to stir the pot at at the dinner table because they were like this is flopping when they were dressed up in the traditional thai dresses i thought it was beautiful to see the dresses. Candace looked gorgeous in her outfit. Mm-hmm. I don't like Candace. I hate her, but fuck, she looked hot. <laughs> this whole alpha and beta vans, what? It, it wasn't selling it. And it should have been someone else fabulous, not Leah, calling out Alexia for being married to a cartel member. That should have been funny to me. I should have gone, oh, yes. Yeah. But it just, everything just 
It went nowhere. It went nowhere. Exactly. I know. And then they did that releasing ceremony that went for like 35 minutes. Yeah, that was team too much, wasn't it? I know. And when Pepsi paired them up, he, like he paired Heather and Whitney together first and they're like, oh my God, he knows who's it's got the conflict. And it's like, well, it's, it's the cast pairing. And exactly. Yes, they do. He's a producer. Like Pepsi's yeah. not a producer, but you know what I mean? Like Maybe Pepsi is an <laughs> undercover producer. That would have been funny. I actually want to know who stole Marisol's coffee or do you think she never did pack it? That's all I cared about. I want Mama Elsa's coffee. I want everything Mama Elsa. I'm starting to think maybe there was a thief. Maybe Pepsi's a thief. <laughs> do you reckon we could get a Mama Elsa Squishmallow? I love a Squishmallow. Oh, okay. A Mama Elsa yeah. Squishmallow. That'd be good. It was not the best casting. That's all. Because Thailand was fine, but the casting was crap doo Yeah, it was too much of holdover storylines. Yes, too much holdover storylines that we were all over by the end of each show's season. Yeah. And, like, even if it was, if you threw, like, a Garcelle into the mix or someone from Beverly Hills where mm. we've had that bit more of a break, it would have been super refreshing. Yeah. More ex-housewives mixed with current housewives as opposed to current housewives and current housewives. Agreed. I don't begrudge them for trying it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here going like you suck, bravo. None of that. It's just you got to try different things out and it just it did not work. Yeah, and I mean I still watched it and still enjoyed watching it, but looking back on it, I'm like, nah. I can't wait for the next Ultimate Girls Trip. I love it. I love the concept. That's I want more so of it. It was just disappointing that it sucked and I'm getting a lot of sucky seasons of Housewives. Not as bad as the COVID years, but again, mm. I, sh- I feel like I should be enjoying Jersey. I feel like they're all coming in hot. There's just something missing that I'm not loving it. And I think it's the Teresa and Melissa dynamic that it's too many seasons of the same thing. That's what it is. Yeah. One of them's got to go. Melissa. (laughs) I think it is Melissa. As much as I actually am on Melissa's side more often than I'm on Teresa's side, Melissa's got to go. We don't need to be on these women's side all the time for us to enjoy the show. No. You know? Teresa gives good TV. She always has. She brings it. There's something about her that is absolutely TV worthy, whether I like her or not. She's a star, baby. (laughs) Are there any sizzle topics you want to talk about? Let me hit the page six. This segment is brought to you by page six. Yeah, I really don't care, like, about the Corey and Sam summer house romance. Like, I mean, good for them, but... Good for them. I don't find it newsworthy, do you? No. I mean, as much as I love Ariana, obviously, I don't need to read an article about her doing karaoke. (laughs) Yeah, let's stick to the high-level stuff. One of the things that I did read during the week, and we all probably know about this and it's old news, but the Erica... Girardi and the earring saga. Oh boy. The jeweler is cutting a check back to the victims. That's oh. that's a definite and it's court mandated. Oh. He's also confirmed that they're not the right earrings. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now that's juicy. That is juicy. It's just been out for a while. It's not like a what do you call it? It's not a hot topic, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, I figured Nathan, you wouldn't be clicking on those articles because you're over it, but 
I found that juicy. But the fact that the jeweller is now cutting a check to the victims because he was paid from a trust account and that's been proven, this is really building up the story of regardless of what Erica knew, there's a check going to be cut. Yeah. It's just how much of a check that has to be cut because obviously she's claiming she doesn't have any assets. She did get a Vegas residency and I do inverted commas because she's doing like 12 shows. Yeah, it's not a residency. That's a that's a short stay vacation. Yeah. I do think that that courtroom drama is a lot more interesting than Giselle's kangaroo court where she's the judge, <laughs> jury and executioner. So I know. It's nice to have real lawyers involved. It's like, Giselle, no one cared enough. They were just placating her like, you're the this and you're like, I don't care. So You think I stole it. I don't care. Good for you. Like it just, it didn't mm-hmm. land. It didn't go anywhere. I'd rather her do her messy tea podcast whatever game. Reasonably shady. Yeah, is it reasonable or shady? I'd rather her keep doing that. That that was at least entertaining for me. All right, well, okay. Shall we leave it there then? We shall. Oh, wait, do you have any, like, just super quick thoughts on Summer House or Below Deck Sailing Lot? I, I, I love that Gary's back. I love that Gary's back. I'm impressed at how drunk they all got night one. I don't know if I'd be doing that. What about that guy who rooms with the captain putting like the <laughs> bottle on Glenn's face? Like, was he thinking it was the bedside table or something? I think that in his drunken haze, it was just a reflex of when I'm at home, I put my bottle on my bedside table. So I don't believe in that moment he knew where he was. I think he thought he was at home. <laughs> and Glenn was like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> If I was Glenn, I'd be saying, get out of my fucking room. I don't think that anyone should be rooming with Glenn. Is there not like, you know, normal below deck, there are crew members we never see. Mm -hmm. Are there crew members we don't see? I don't think there are. No, because I think Colin fulfills that role, that engineer role. Fucking hell, mate. Getting that boat up and running. That's amazing. I mean, he is bypassing the coolant, which you kind of need. Oh, boy. Are they allowed to do that? Because... That's a fire hazard. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are, but Colin's a fucking champion. He's a champ. Okay, can I say something a little, like, controversial and judgy and probably Uh not allowed because it's called body shaming now, but why are people fighting over Daisy? Oh, leave Daisy alone. I love Daisy. I think I would totally be friends with Daisy, but she's no Linda Evangelista. Like, I don't get it. Stop that. Why? At sea, everyone's a Linda Evangelista. I'm not saying I'm any Linda Evangelista. I think I'm in the Daisy camp. You know, it takes an Ugmo to know an Ugmo. So I don't. I'm exaggerating, but she's not Ugmo, but she must have one bitch in personality, is all I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Come on. (laughs) I think Daisy's beautiful. I don't think Daisy's pretty. Okay. I don't have to think she's pretty. I'm not sitting here saying she should be grug under the fucking bridge. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think she's pretty and I don't think that's necessarily mean. It's like not everyone gets a participation award at beauty. Come on. Like can we just – I feel like we're going too extreme. Like we're not allowed to say someone isn't beautiful. Calm fucking down. The majority of the people on the planet are not beautiful. I'm one of them and I'm like it's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, can we calm down? There's no beauty participation award. You either are or you aren't. It's, like, not a big deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not allowed to say someone's not attractive. Like, come on. No, no, we're not going that fucking extreme. She she ain't, like, Anna Wintour ain't asking her to be on the cover of Vogue. That doesn't mean I'm nasty for saying the truth. 
Sure. Okay. I've stuck up for myself enough. It's time for you to stick up for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I stand with Mariana. No, um, you don't. You don't have to agree. <laughs> don't agree. That's why the people listen to us because they love you. No, they love you too. They oh, love okay. You too. I'm not. Fi- I'm not fishing. I'm really not fishing. Let's just quickly breeze past Summer House. <laughs> I'm over this Danielle not supporting Lindsay and Carl. Me like- too. And what's crazy is, as much as I didn't agree with Lindsay and her fight with Carl, she was picking a fight. She was wrong. She always does. She's a horrible person. But I don't understand where Danielle gets off thinking that she can constantly shove her opinion down Lindsay's throat. Lindsay's made her decision, shut the fuck up. Well, and like Danielle can be right, but she's wrong in in pushing it on them. You don't come for someone's relationship because it's always going to end badly. No one's asking for you to give your unfiltered opinion on their relationship. And that's the thing. It's this whole I'm entitled to my own opinion. Yes, you are. But a part of that means keeping it to yourself. You're not entitled to share your opinion. You're entitled to have it. And, who, I mean, this is yeah. coming from someone who's got a fucking podcast. But at the end of the day, I'm talking about you, Danielle. I'm not talking about my mates and their relationship. None of my fucking business. It was the screaming into the pillow that did it for me. I was like, okay, you've lost me. Me too. Yeah. And this is coming from a woman who moved in with her boyfriend after two months. How about that? What are you calling then? Like, are you basically saying my relationship sucks, don't do it? (laughs) I know. I don't know. Yeah, so far I'm not on Danielle's side. I don't get it. But I'm enjoying watching the other ladies trying to bandy around Danielle because I hate Lindsay. That I'm enjoying. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was fun to touch down with you on that very briefly, but let's leave it there. Okay. Um, (laughs) I've got so many opinions about everything, God. If people want to say Mariana's wrong, just go to at effing bravo on Twitter and Instagram and let us let us know. Oh, I'm down, people. I'm down. And yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Nathan. Bye. Thanks, Mariana. Bye.